0: Hey, what's good? What's good, y'all? Hey, welcome to Wellington Heights Community Church podcast. We are a multicultural community joining God in the reconciliation of all things through worship, reconciliation, and neighborhood development. I am your host, Keon Carter. I get to co-pastor Wellington Heights Community Church with my lovely wife, Stephanie. And today's episode, Stephanie's actually going to be talking about what she has coined armchair justice. That is being willing to speak out against injustice, but only in the comfort of your armchair and not being willing to take practical steps toward dismantling sinful systems. You won't want to miss this convicting message. Hey, if you haven't already, remember to like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram and check out our website, wellingtonheightscommunitychurch.org. Hey, let's lean in. Let's listen.
1: So a few years ago, I started to pick up on this pattern on social media that I was seeing. And the phrase came to me of armchair justice. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Because I think that with all that's going on in our country and in the world around us, um, I'm seeing starting to see this pattern pop up again. Um, in the last few weeks, a lot of us may have been compelled to make a statement on social media, or maybe change our profile pictures to black on Blackout Tuesday and retweeting tweets and sharing articles. Now, all of this is important for us to do in Standing in Solidarity. But if it just stops there, this is what I like to call armchair justice. Now living in the digital age, we can literally be as connected and informed on any issues we'd like to be. Our world is no longer what we see happening immediately right in front of our face, but it's expanded to a larger global reality. Now we can be informed on literally any topic, whether we decide that we wanna research the level of toxins and the products we use in our home, or we want to find a new recipe to cook for dinner, or even have a controversial front row seat in the aftermath of a natural disaster, and horrifically seeing another black life taken from us. Now we're typically absorbing all of this information in the comforts of our own space. And for me in my context, it's in the comfy armchair next to our fireplace. Now, while I'm sitting in my comfy armchair next to the fireplace, I can read a compelling article unpacking systemic racism or the horrific reality of immigration and the impact that it has on families or learning of another tragic natural disaster or the death tolls that are in continuing to increase with COVID-19. Now I can like these things on social media. I can share it. Maybe I even decide to write a lengthy post. Um, Or even maybe I'm compelled to take it a step further and donate my resources and money to an organization that's doing some good. Or even maybe I decide to spend some time to lift up a quick prayer on behalf of what I'm seeing on my social media feed. And then what do I do? I continue to scroll. And this is the exact what definition of what I like to call armchair justice. So it's easy in our culture today to make passionate claims on social media while our involvement with what we're posting about on social media is only alive and active on social media. And it remains completely dormant. In our personal involvement in our community and in our homes. So we're facing a real crisis of armchair involvement in regard to justice. I think a lot of us were willing to be passionate online Maybe even we're willing to engage in some heated conversations online as long as we can remain comfortable in our armchair with our beverage of choice in hand and as long as it doesn't require any significant sacrifices from my own life. So imagine if you found out that someone who's actively fighting for education on climate change um, didn't personally recycle or take steps to reduce their carbon footprint. Or imagine if you found out someone who is changing their profile picture to black on Blackout Tuesday is doing nothing to become anti-racist or dismantling racism in their organizations or their churches they're involved with um, or working to dismantle white supremacy in the broader society. Now that's bizarre. It's slightly hypocritical, right? And it's even hurtful. Um So in real life, it's really, really, really important that we become proximate to the issues that you're most passionately tweeting about online. Becoming proximate is being willing to be deeply engaged from a personal space. And this looks like learning from others and continually recognizing that we cannot engage from a disconnected armchair involvement level. And we have to always fight against our tendency to disengage ourselves. We need to be up close and personal. Now we can best learn this example of presence from a Middle Eastern carpenter. Now this man, he gave up his position to become proximate to the pain and the suffering of those around him. He chose to speak up and not silence those who were oppressed. He decided to not side with those in power but instead to hold them accountable. Now this man, he used his privilege and his status to speak out against injustice occurring to those who did not have the same privilege. And he went to the marginalized. He made friendships and he did life together. He gave a voice to the powerless. And this man, he had a vision of justice, of peace and shalom and flourishing and equity for all. Now, this man is Jesus. He could have had a nice, privileged life if he remained comfortable in his armchair, a.k.a. his throne, but instead he left his throne and he disrupted the status quo, and he provided us a beautiful example of how to shape our daily lives with his vision of Shalom. As our digital world allows us to become more aware of all the injustice occurring around us. Let's take a brutally honest look at our tendency to have an armchair response and reflect how we can shape our daily lives after the Middle Eastern man named Jesus. Now, a helpful reminder to those of you who are just beginning this journey of racial awakening and understanding all the injustice that's occurring around us, it's important for us to remember that God has been in this work of justice and reconciliation for a long time as majority culture um, like myself i think we can sinfully slip into the belief that god shows up when we show up i've seen this pattern in our missions approach global missions or how we approach under resource committees But God doesn't just show up when we choose to show up. In fact, God's been on the move for a really, really long time. So right now, it's important for us to listen and learn from those who have been on this journey longer than us. It's important for us to listen, to learn, and to lament, and to act from that position of listening, learning, and lamenting. Let's listen to some people who've been on this journey a lot longer than us. Um, a few really great resources that I've been learning from for the last decade. Um, James Cone, Howard Thurman, Dr. Reverend Brenda Salter McNeil, Austin Channing Brown, Lisa Sharon Harper, Dr. John Perkins, um, Jamart Tisby. Um, And there's many, many more. And of course, Pastor Kian at Wellington Heights Community Church. Now, we as a church, we're committed to continuing this conversation. We want to be a church that doesn't have armchair involvement with justice. Now we're gonna always be working towards providing next steps in guiding the unlearning and the learning journey of reconciliation and justice. And to always work towards becoming proximate and moving us beyond armchair justice.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening. Remember to turn on your notifications to be the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to like and share this podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are relying upon the benevolent gifts of donors to continue our ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give a gift at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Hey, thank you and be blessed.